Okay, we're going live back to court proceedings. They've just come back from lunch. Are you listening to Gershaw Brooks here on Oscar Extra? Yes, Mr. Doctor Stipp, sometimes when you specialize, you prefer to be referred to as Mr. and sometimes Doctor. What would be the courteous one? Well, doctor is fine. Surgeon. Thank you. Surgeons. <clears throat> doctor, you made two statements. The first statement was the 15th of February 2013 at 12 o'clock. That's correct. And the second statement was the 18th of March 2013. That's correct. But you say the first statement you made to a lady police officer and accompanied by a man. That's correct. Do you know who the man was? I presumed it was assistant. I, I think he, he did give me his name, but... It was not Hilton Buerta? No, no. Because you would have seen Hilton Buerta on the news, you might have seen him there at the scene, later on you might have seen him at the house, I don't know. But you know what he looks like? Um, I think that if he introduced himself as Hilton Buerta, well, I would have known it. But you can say it was not him. No, it was not. The statement, and it, it's not a big point that I'm making now, more curious. Your statement was affirmed to be, and it shows to be one that was <coughs> made under oath, where you took the oath to speak the truth. You mean when I... The first statement, not the, the, one, statement. Not the one before Mr. Captain von Arnold. I don't remember being sworn in, no. Yes, I, I tell you why I'm asking you this, because there's a stamp on the last page, after the last page of your statement, where you've signed, of Hilton Buerta, saying that you swore before him that the statement contained the truth, the whole truth, and nothing else but the truth. I gave my statement to the consul at that time. I didn't see any stamps being made or... Anything like that, no. I, I believe you, Doctor. I believe you. I'm just trying to find out how Mr. Hilton Buerta managed to put a stamp there to tell the reader of the statement that you affirmed the statement before him under oath. That never happened. No, it didn't. Doctor, I want to go back to a point that's of some interest and may clarify matters. And that was, there's no trick question here, I can assure you. I'm going to work on your statement. If there's a difficulty, I'll show you the statement. But the state has a copy. It's not about the contents. But we know that on 317, you were in the telephone of the 10111. That's coming from your statement. And when you were on your telephone, my understanding, you heard again the three banks. That's correct. You see, why that is significant? Let me explain to you. If I look at your earlier evidence, what happened? You woke up, except that you were sleeping, and you heard three shots that, according to you, were gunshots. It sounded like it. It's correct. Then there was some time delay. It doesn't matter what the time delay was. There was some time delay, and at 3.17, when you were on the telephone, busy with your call, to 10111, 
Then you heard again three banks. That's correct. We know from your statement it might not be three banks, but it might be two, two, three banks. Do you agree? I can show you the statement. It says, and I, if necessary, I'll prove your statement. Mm -hmm. It says, and I read, two, two, three shots. Was that the first statement or the second statement? First statement. The first statement. Shortly after the incident. I accept that. It's, it's a noise. You know, it's, you can really sometimes hear two, you can hear three. All I'm saying is that shortly after the event, and it's not important for present purposes, what you said was that you heard two to three shots. And whether they were shots or not, we come back to so it's not necessarily bang, bang, bang. It might be bang, bang. You understand what I say? I do. And we'll get back with the short succession of three shots that may not be three shots. That, that's another question. But what I'm interested in, and what I'm going to put to you already now, you were on an accused version, Mr. Oscar Pistorius' version, what woke you up were indeed gunshots. The fact that you had three, we know four shots were fired. That woke you up. And you identified it at the time it sounded like gunshots, not so. That's correct. I'll get you the sequence, an exact sequence. After that, you heard screaming. And when you were on the telephone at 317-1011, with 1011, you heard Again, what sounded like gunshots. That's correct. Two, two, three. That's right. Yes. Because we know there were two previous witnesses, Mrs. Berger and Mrs. Johnson, and we know what time they heard what they described as shots, and that was 317. We worked that out because we had a telephone record. So... We know one thing, Doctor, it's exactly the same time when you heard the second noises. Do you understand what I mean? I understand what you mean. So what we know now, and that is what I was at pains to put to them, that they must have been wakened by gunshots before then followed by screaming. And in your evidence, what is clear from your evidence, that before that, you heard gunshots. Then screaming, and then again, two to three sounds, that sounded like gunshots. So if I understand uh, correctly, the shots I heard and the shots they heard was at the same time. 3.17. Yes. And right before that, screaming which I heard and they heard. Yes. So the only thing I heard extra was the three shots before the screaming. Absolutely. That's what I put to you. Yes, that's correct. And you're positive about, because I've read your wife's statement as well, that woke you up and your wife knew what it was and you said to her, it sounded like gunshots. That's correct, yes. You know, Doctor, what is significant, and I'm going to put to you, the last two to three sounds according to your statement. Not according to your statement, you say I'm using the number. Two, two, three sounds. Those sounds were caused by a cricket bat breaking down a door. But it sounded to you again like gunshots. It did sound like gunshots, yes. It sounded 
well, identical to the first three I heard. Yes. And we know one thing in the Stoats' own case. Mm. There were shots fired, four shots, and no other shots. Four shots. You might have heard three in the beginning. I understand that you were sleeping, but four shots. So it's not possible for other shots to have been fired. You must find another reason for the noise sounding like gunshots. You understand? I'm with you. But what's important is exactly the same time as what Michelle Berger and Mr. Johnson would have heard. Exactly, 370. Now, Doctor, when you woke up because of the shots, in all fairness, what you would do, you would think, what is it that woke me up? You hear that resounding sound, you identify them, and you are correct. I have no difficulty. We know something else happened. It's that it also caused your wife to wake up. Not so. Um, that's correct. Yes. Because we spoke. Yes, I said we had, there are different statements. And then there was a discussion between you and your wife. Because she, she was conf more confused, meaning not knowing what it was, and she wanted to know what it was. And you explained to her what it was. That's right. You said to her, just one, th that's how you could figure it out. It was gunshots. And she didn't want you to go out. She was worried. That's correct. Yes. So you had that debate that you want to go, and she thought, no, there might be a problem. And then only, subsequent to that, you went outside. After conversations with your wife, first waking up, realizing what it was, talking to your wife, then her not wanting you to go, and then you went to the balcony. Would I be fair in that sequence? I won't call it conversations. I heard the, the three shots. And she asked, what, what was that? And I said, I think those were gunshots. So we're talking about seconds here. And as I got up, she said, are you sure you must go out or don't go out? And I didn't stop in my motion of getting up and walking. We were talking as I was I moving. What I'm saying to you, it was not moments after the gunshot that they were screaming. It was a longer time you may think today it was moments, but I think I've already demonstrated to you that on your own version it could not have been moments. There was a time delay, in all fairness. Well, I remember getting up and walking outside. It didn't feel like minutes. I understand, you know, Doctor, when you do that, you hear gunshots, you talk to your wife about She wakes up, she wanted to know what it is. You talk about it. I don't say long discussions. She's concerned, she doesn't want you to go out, you don't sit there and think, how long does it now take? Is it now a minute, half a minute, 20 seconds, two minutes? You don't do that and you go outside. But you don't keep your eye on the time. You have to now reconstruct how long it would take. Not so. Well, if you think about the sequence of events and you get an impression of time that has gone by, but I didn't look at my watch that's correct. But we did not have any long discussions about should I go out or not. Yes. So there wasn't really any waste of time yes. since from the moment I heard the shots to getting up and going outside. It is the same as, doctor, as you sit here today, because it's a long time ago and you didn't know at the time whatever I hear I must give evidence about. We were quite confident about bang, bang, bang. 
I'm quite confident, yes. But you weren't confident about that in your statement on the 15th of February. The first then you statement. weren't confident about bang, bang, bang. The first shots. The second. The second. Yes. I say two to three. That's correct. No, no doctor. I, I don't want to get into a debate. Your evidence was three, bang, bang, bang. And all I say, that it's so difficult to, Difficult. I understand that. I don't want to attack your credibility. It's not necessary for your purposes. If you think I'm doing it, I'm not. I'm trying to demonstrate to you that when things happen, sometimes you have an idea in your mind, but that might not always be absolutely reliable. You understand what I say? Well, I understand that when I made the statement that I wasn't sure if it was precisely two or precisely three. I have no difficulty with that, Doctor, because that was the next day. All I say is, and many times you make an honest mistake, I understand that. It's nothing to do with credibility. All I say is, and to demonstrate to you how easy it is to make an honest mistake, is when you say to the court and your evidence in chief, on the last occasion you had bang, 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 that that is inconsistent with your first statement on the 15th of February. Well, I think it's not totally inconsistent because I did mention two, two, three, which does not rule out three shots. No, of course not. But it does not rule out two shots. Well, on my subsequent statement, I did say three shots. Yes, but that's, that's not the point, Doctor. That's not the point. It is really, I'm trying to take you back to say to you something else, that we must be careful that when you relate events that happened when you did not think it would happen. That is, many times there's room for some mistake. And you can manage it in two ways. The one is to deny a possibility and say you're absolutely right. The other one is to say, well, I understand. I can be wrong. I can be right. This is how I saw it. And whether it was our two or three, I don't know. It, it happened in circumstances that I did not think I must give evidence later. I understand that. You understand what I put to you? Well, I understand you're making an observation of what I said in my statement. And, and just to show you how dangerous it can be to try to be always precise, you say it to the court to try and explain it. In my second statement, I said three shots. You remember? I do. You did not. I want, don't want to prove your statements. The state's there. You did not. <coughs> You said, I quote, twee of three squirted, two or three. You, that's how easy it is to make a mistake. You understand? I do. Doctor, I'm not attacking your credibility. I'm trying to demonstrate your honest mistake. Do you understand that? I understand that. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm going to leave aside the screams because I'm coming back to it. But you're a doctor. And I can tell you that I consulted the three specialists on this. But I'm first taking you to what you observed, and I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't want to be graphic, and I will really try not to be. But what you observed was a fatal wounding of a person. You're correct. I don't want to go in graphic details of what you observed about the head wound. I think you know. It was a terrible, serious, devastating head wound. Do you agree with me? I do. The medical specialists that I consulted with 
all say to me the same thing and after studying also the post-mortem report. With that injury coupled with the other wounding, that person, after the shots, would not have been able to scream. That person would be non-responsive. That's fatal wounding. Would that make sense to you as a medical doctor? It does. Yes. So now one must think, and that's where I come in again, and I will explain it to you, honest mistake. Now we must think, you're in your bedroom, still in your bed, you hear shots. We know there's some time delay, whatever that is. There's some conversation. Then you go onto the balcony and you say when you're on the balcony you heard screams. You remember that? That's correct. What I say to you, that could not have been the deceased. She was fatally wounded in that toilet. So we have to see who it was that was screaming. And I think you agree about the fatal wounds, not so that. I do agree, yes, yes, I do. So if it could not have been the deceased, we have to look around now, Doctor. We either must put another female in the house that was not there, or we must give the court an explanation, and that's what I want to put to you. As long as it's put as a version, because I can think of other versions, if we don't say that this what is putting is the accused version of when the shots happen, then I'll be happy. I object. Let me start again. I object. One cannot say that as a fact. We can say, on the accused version, the first shots were the shots that caused the wounds. There, if that's so, thereafter, she could not have scored. But the second shots could have caused that. So one will have to put that into context. But as it's put now, I object. It's too wide. I have difficulty yes, in understanding the objection, my lady, but out of deference to the court, I will answer it. I'm not dealing with the first, the second, the third, and the fourth shot. I'm dealing with the events after the shots. We don't have to argue the sequence. And I, you understood it that way, Doctor. I understand what yes. you're meaning. Yes. And what you're meaning is that... You were saying that the first shots I heard were actually gunshots. Yes. And that the second shots I heard actually cricket sounds bat. from a cricket bat, which sounds the same to me. Yes. Which, I don't know, maybe the cricket bats were first and then the shots after, they sounded the same. Let me tell you what the difficulty with that is, and I'll deal with that. The cricket bat broke the door. Panels out, but it was shots through the door before it was broken. We have evidence, ballistic evidence, and I don't think that's in dispute. So that cannot be. You understand what I put to you? I haven't seen the door. I don't know the ballistic evidence. Yes, I put it to you. The door was broken, but we know it was shot through the door, and I put it to you that ballistic and medical experts will show that some of the splinters coming caused by the firing of the shots penetrated some body parts of the deceased. Some of the splinters wouldn't splinters off the door. So we know there was a door, and we know later on that a door was broken down. You understand, Doctor? I do. That we know. I so do. we know that we can leave aside one scenario, and that's a broken door and then shots through a broken door. That's not so. Let's work on the first scenario, put to you. Shots. 
We say four, you were sleeping, you heard three, that's fine. After those shots, we know there was a time delay. doesn't matter what it was. Whether that was 30 seconds or two minutes, it's the same. There was a fatal wounding of the deceased, causing her to have no cognitive functions, no response functions, no thought process. So what I'm saying... Are you with me to this far? No, I'm don't, with you. I'm yes. with you. So what I'm saying to you, when you heard screams, it could not have been, it's medically impossible, could not have been the accused. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the deceased. The screams I heard definitely sounded female to me. I understand it. I understand it, and I'm not saying you're wrong, that it sounded like. What I will put to you, and what came out in your evidence, was not in your statement, that you heard two types of screaming, two types of voices, two tones. One male, one female. That's correct. Yes. Now, of course, it would be very strange in an incident that after shots and after fatal wound, wounding, that the man would scream and then a woman would scream. Because we don't find a woman in the house. Because there's no evidence that there was another woman in the house. Do you understand what I put to you? I do. So we have to make up. Can it be and could it be that when Mr. Pastorius is anxious that you will hear him when his voice goes up, that it resembles a woman screaming? Before you answer, that, that would be the question. You agree? That's Can his voice resemble a woman screaming? I don't know. Can it? I will put to you that it does. The decibel tests were done. But more than that, we will call an expert who will come and tell the court the surprise of him screaming and that it sounds just like a woman. It would be curious, though, because I heard, like recall, I said the woman screaming... But also intermingled, I also had a man. So am I to believe that he was screaming in two voices or two tones? Well, let's look. You can't say it was absolutely the same time. You can you say, I heard screaming, and I've, I wrote down what you were saying, what you also heard. It's just not in your statement. You have a woman screaming, and you also heard a male voice. Yes, intermingled with, with the women's voice. It might have sounded to you intermingled, Doctor, but let's take it back one step, because I don't want to argue with me. And, and if you can just think then carefully about what I put to you. Do you accept, as a medical person and a specialist, you've seen the wounding, and I don't want to go into graphic detail, and I, I know you understand it, because you described what you saw. There was fatal wounding. And that's in accordance with my experts. Yes, you're correct. So what we know as a fact, it could not have been the deceased. I have to object. We, we, we take it as a fact that the first shots killed the deceased. Because that is the only way Mr. Rook can say, can say it could not have been the deceased. I'm, it's not according to the state's case. Mr. Rook can argue that, but he can't put to this witness as a fact that after the first shots, the, the screams could not have been the deceased. It's our case, it was. So, he can say, on their version it was. 
but not as a fact. Because it's different, my lady, with the utmost respect. To put to a person, it's a fact, where it is not. It, as far as I'm concerned, it's not our case. Yes, it's, it's not common cause. No, not at all. Yes, Mr. Roo? My lady, it cannot be. If, if, may, may I deal with the state's objection? Is, and maybe he must make himself clear. He talks about it's not the case of the first shots. Is, if it's the state's case that they were later and after the first four shots, other shots fired, he must tell us that because we have not a statement. We have statements from the police, from the ballistics, only four shots. We have statements by state witnesses telling us about the succession of the shots, how far apart. We have no other statements that after those shots, and not first shots, the real shots, that there were no other shots fired other than the four shots. No other shots. So if the state tells us that there were first shots and later shots, then we have a difficulty because we have no such statement, and I would ask the state to make it available. I'm not obliged to answer the questions of counsel. What I will do is say, however, it's not, it's the state's case that it was the deceased that screamed. Whatever, how we'll argue and what we'll do will become clear. But, my lady, if it's not common cause, and if it's still the state's case as I stand here, that the person that screamed was the deceased, then it could not be put as a fact. And that's my objection, my lady. If counsel would say that my arguments are wrong, that I don't know what I'm doing, that's fair. That will come out an argument and after other evidence is laid. But for now, my lady, as I stand here, my objection is counsel puts to this witness as a fact that it could not have been deceased. I say on, on the state's case, it was. Yes. Thank you. Lady, my difficulty is the witness is a medical expert. He tells us, he testified, he saw the disease with that wounding. She could not have screamed because of that wounding. So the only time is the state tells us, and then I, of course I can't put it, that there were other shots later on that would have killed the disease and that we mistaken it was not that. If that's not the case, the state cannot tell you that. Then, my lady, it's unfair to stop me because I give it through that witness as a fact. He agreed. He agreed on a number of occasions, and it's correct that those shots would have been fatal, would have killed the deceased, and there was no way that after that time lapse that she could have screamed. There's no dispute between the witness and I. And that's what I'm putting to well, you. I, I think the objection is that this is your case. It is not the state's case. That after the shots, the deceased was not screaming. My lady, that may not, if he tells us not his case, the witness agrees then with the defense case. He saw the deceased. So I can put it to this witness because he agrees that it would not be possible. Yes. And, and that's the only point that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. If the state wants to retain the right to argue differently, that's fine. I'm only dealing with this witness yes. and what I was instructed by my witnesses. My lady, perhaps I didn't make myself clear. I'll do it now. I say the shots at 370 caused the deceased death. If, if clearer than that, I cannot. Before the shots of 370, 
she, she was screaming. That's my case. If Mr. Rue tells the court that he thinks that I'm wrong, that's one thing. That's fine. But as long as I tell the court that, and as long as that's my case, counsel cannot put that the shots he elects killed the deceased. I say, if we have two sets of shots, the last shots killed the deceased. After that, there was no scream by a woman. You're saying there were four shots? Milady, the amount of shots yes. one will get to. The previous, earlier witnesses testified about four shots at 3.17, round about there. This witness testifies about two to three shots at 3.17. I say, those shots heard at 3.17 caused the deceased death. The screaming was before that. The screaming was before 3.17? Yes. That's your case? Yes. Yes. Now, what Mr. Rue is putting to the witness is that the shots before 3.17 caused the, caused the death of the deceased, and she was incapable of screaming. Milady, I, I agree that the wounds that the deceased sustained at the shooting at 3.17 caused the death. After that, she would not have been able to scream. I agree with that. But this witness testifies about two sets of shots. Early shots and 317 shots. My state's case is the 317 shots. If Mr. Rupert to this witness, that after the 317 shots, the witness was incapable of screaming, uh, the deceased was incapable of screaming, I've got no problem. But that's not what he's putting. He's putting that the first shot caused her death and she was incapable of, of screaming, it must have been somebody else. If he says, it's my case, it's the defense case, that those were the shots, she was killed there, and if that's correct, then she couldn't have screamed. Then I have no problem. And th that was my argument from the start. Mr. Rumors just make it clear that it's not common cause, it's not the state's case, it's his case. You cannot put it as a fact to the witness. That's my argument. Yes, Mr. Well, Lady, there's, there's a big difficulty now mm -hmm. because, and, and, I, and I believe the state will listen very carefully, what is common cause in this case? We have to further particulars. One thing is common cause. The accused fired four shots. I've listened to the state's argument now. He says it's not the state's case that the first shots, meaning the doctor heard when he woke up, killed the deceased, but it was the later shots at 317. Now, lady, there's a problem. The state cannot stand there and do an objection like that. Then they must give us a document to say, in fact, we must let you all the time to say there were only the four shots fired. There were shots fired when our doctor woke up, and there were shots fired when he was on the telephone. That's not the case that's not in the particulars. So the state must, for purposes of his objection, then tell you that what the doctor heard were not shots. That is wrong, then we know. And I'll do it, go on that basis. We will put it differently. But the state cannot rely on two sets of shots, as he is doing. That's not the case. It's in the further particulars clear 
they were not two sets of shots. So you cannot talk about the first shots or the first set and the last set. The state must decide and tell you, my lady, do they say there were two volleys of shots, one when that witness woke up and one when he was on 10111, or what is it that they say? Then we can take it from there because then it's not in accordance with the common cause evidence by all their ballistics to say now to us that there were two sets of shots. One when this witness woke up and one when he was in the telephone. So maybe the state must assist you there. Do you want to say something, Mr. Malady? The two sets of noises, we say the shots at 317 killed the deceased. It's easy as that. The two sets of noise, we say that the shots of 317 killed the deceased. If that is our case. And before 317? She was alive and screaming. There were other sets of noises. This witness indicates he heard two. Our case is not two sets of shots. It's not our case. Our cases, there were four shots fired mm -hmm. in the region of 317. That's our case. All of them at 317? Yes. This witness heard two sets of shots, mm -hmm. which he believed to be, uh, two sets of no noises, which he believed to be shots. That's fine. That's fair. And the screaming, when did that take place? After 317? No. Before. Before 317? Yes. Before. So, lady, we're not saying there were more than, than four shots fired. It's not our case. We will deal with, with the discrepancies between state witnesses. We will. Mm -hmm. But for now, lady, and that's why I asked the, the court to step in as far as cross-examination is concerned. If we have discrepancies between our witnesses, we'll deal with that. But for now, the, sh the shots, for there were four shots fired at 317, that caused the deceased death. That's our case. And if, if that's our case, it's not common cause and it's not a fact for, the, for uh, Mr. Root to uh, say that it's a fact that she could not have screamed before 317. And that's what he's doing. That's, that's when I got up to object. So, my lady, wrong or right, our case is four shots at 317 killed the deceased. Nothing else is common. And if that is so, Mr. Rue should not be allowed to put that. Yes, my lady, if, if I may, I'm, I'm, and of course I'm in the hands of the court, but I'm proposed to resolve this by dealing it differently to accommodate the state. Yes. All I'm saying, okay. the state objected, it spoke about shots yes. and shots. Yes. What I will do if, if the court will allow me, let me accommodate the state on what is said and put it differently, if I may, my lady. Let's, let's Thank see. you, my lady. Mm -hmm. Doctor. Yes. I'm sorry to put you through this and you would have listened. I'm going to make it easy. And I'm going to first ask you to accept on the version of Mr. Pistorius. That would be Mr. Pistorius' version. I'm going to put certain questions to you. You don't have to accept it as the gospel truth. It is, I just want your clear answers on the version of Mr. Pistorius. Will you do that? I will. Now, on Mr. Pistorius' version, you woke up to the shots, you and your wife, that he fired. 
You understand that? I do. And if that is so, we know there's a concession by the state, if I understood it correctly, in accordance with your evidence, that the shots fired at the deceased caused her not to be able to scream, not to have cognitive function. That's your evidence, and the state agrees with that. He's just saying the shots were lighter. Now, would you agree if the shots that you heard before 370, if those were the shots fired, then the deceased could not have screamed? That's correct. If those were shots, she could not have screamed. If they were screaming and you heard the voice sounding, and you use that word in your evidence, sounding like a woman, and you heard a male voice, then we must look for something else. Because it could not have been the deceased, and it could not have been... Well, it could have been the accused, but it could not have been the deceased screaming. So if I understand correctly, we are exploring yes. possibilities with Absolutely. the version. Absolutely. Then we know, if that is so, then I put to you that although you honestly took that to be a female voice and a male voice, that it was in fact the same voice. Well, I have to say they did sound different. Yes, I accept that. I accept that. I may say to you in brackets, there was a witness, Mrs. van der Merwe gave evidence, and she said, diagonally across the house, diagonally across the accused house, it sounded to her like a woman, but her husband, who I may say, he knows the deceased, the accused, told her it was the deceased voice. That's their evidence, the accused voice. That's her evidence. Really, I, I wouldn't like to get up every five minutes, but um, I, what Ms. van der Merwe s- said is she heard crying. She heard a woman crying, not screaming. We should just put that into context. We can't put to this witness, because if I'm the witness, I would think that she said the screaming. And it wasn't. It was crying. Yes, my lady. And that's all. If we put things to a witness, it should be inter- in line with the evidence. Objectively, then. How could it correct, my lady? She heard a woman crying. But remember now, 105 meters. So, doctor, with respect, you can think for yourself what crying that was to hear at 105 meters. It's not a soft sop somewhere in the bedroom. It's crying that she could hear 105 meters. Do you understand what I mean by crying there? No, quite loud crying. Yes, we can be bringing semantics. Loud crying. She thought it was a woman. Her husband, who knew Mr. Pistorius, told her it was Mr. Pistorius. That's the point I'm making. To show how easy it is to make a mistake. Do you understand? I do understand your point. And, Doctor, I think what you're saying in all honesty, to you it sounded like a woman and a man, respectively. That's how it sounded to you. To cut that short. You did? Yes. Now... Doctor, what I want to invite you to share with the court is the emotional state 
of the accused when you arrived at his house and you went inside? When I arrived at the house and I went inside, he was kneeling by his side, as I said before, and he was crying. He was praying, he was talking to God, he was telling God to please let her live, please don't let her die. He was, he was making promises to God. He was trying to, I don't know, maybe get atonement. But he was very, very distraught, severely so. He was wanting you to help her. Yes, definitely. He was, in fact, upset that you could not help her because he wanted to live, he wanted to go to the hospital. He definitely wanted her to live, yes. If you think back and you look at his state of mind, would you say it was sincere or would you say it was like someone was just pretending to the outside world? He looked sincere to me. He was crying. And there were tears on his face. You use in your affidavit, to help you, the second one, that he was besides himself. Those are the words used by you. That's right. What did you see him doing? What did I see him doing? next to him. Well, he tried to help her. Um, because he had his one hand, the left hand, on the groin wound. And with his other hand, he tried to open the airway. So he was actively trying to assist her. Doctor, I would ask the state to assist us to show again a photo, 938. What is that you, that you see on photo 938 in relation to the house of the accused? The arrow is pointing towards the bathroom window. Can you see the whole bathroom window? It's part obscured by a tree. I think it's just the top part that you can really see. That's correct. That would accord with what you could see. That's correct. Will you accept if I also put it to you that the glass inside of that bathroom window's frosted legs. Yes, it is. Now, do you say, Doctor, that with that view, with the tree obscuring the bathroom window, just showing the top, and its frosted glass, that you could see a man walking inside? I didn't see through that window. Which window did you... I, then I misunderstood you. I apologize. Through which window did you see? I was on the other balcony. The large balcony. If we may ask for a photo just to get that, to get some assistance. 936. That's the one. Would 936 not be your house? Yes, that's my house. Now, I'm trying to see... Where did you see a person inside the house of Mr. Pistorius? Well, let me first show you my viewpoint where I stood. Yes. And I was standing there. I understand that. Yes. Now, where did you see the person in Mr. Pistorius' house? Um, in the bathroom window. Well, moving from right to left. So? Behind the window. So do you say, let's go back to 938. 
it's frosted glass. That is the bathroom window that you're looking at. That's correct. It's frosted glass and it's, but for the top part, obscured, as you said before. From that angle, correct. Yes. And I asked you if that is what you could see, you remember, and you confirmed it. I could actually see it, but better from my angle. From this angle, that's what you could see. Let, that was your question. Let's you can see it a bit better. It's still to some extent obscured, and it is frosted glass. Can I just find out something? Was it frosted then? Do we know if it was frosted at the time? Yes, yes, my lady, it's frosted glass at the time. Yes. Yes, my lady. Frosted glass at the time. That's correct, yes. It's a bathroom window. You would agree that to see past that tree with a little bit of open space that you have and frosted that it would not be possible to make out a man or a woman. Maybe, maybe movement, I don't know. Will you agree with that? Is that a fair? Um, I didn't say man or woman. I said a person. Yes. And there was definitely movement in that window. Well, will you agree? If you just look at that photo, and even if I give you a better view, we have two difficulty. It's to some extent, maybe, and I accept lesser when you stand, obscured, and it's frosted. It is frosted. Yes. Doctor, which lights did you see to be on? The house right next to the Q's house, almost all the lights were on, and then the Q's bathroom light was also on. You saw that how long after the screening? As I went out onto the patio, I saw the lights of the house to the right, all the lights on, and also the bathroom lights, and then the screening started. You see, you see there are two windows there. Could you see it in both windows? No, no, just the right-hand side. Just the one behind the trees? Yes, that's right. And the one to the left of it? I don't think there was a light on there. That's in the toilet? Because we know that's the toilet. Oh, I didn't know it at that time. So you don't know if it was on or not? No, I mean, I don't know if that was the toilet. Well, I put it to you, it is the toilet. Okay. That's the a lights, toilet in the bathroom. The, the intensity of the lights were the most behind the glasses or the, the windows on the right, not on the left. Because, Doctor, that light was switched on, but it was at the later stage. It was before 317, that I can tell you. But it was not after the shooting. Or the first noises, it was in between. Can you have an exact time or not when you really saw that bathroom light as it is obscured to be on? I don't have an exact time, only an exact frame of reference, and that would be when I heard the screaming. Because we know there was screaming where he opened the sliding doors and he screamed for help, and we know there was screaming at other occasions as well. So I'm trying to find out when during the screaming. Well, when the lady screamed initially, that was when I saw that there was a light in the bathroom. The subsequent screaming, help, 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 actually sounded much more to the left when I had... Um, what was the position of the lights then? There were no change. What other lights did you see to be on in that house? I didn't see any other lights. So, on your version, you saw the bathroom light to be on. That's right. And do you say the toilet light was on or do you say you cannot remember? 
I don't think it was on. It was not on. As I said, most of the light coming from the bathroom window on the right. Doctor, and I'm coming back to this, but one thing that I need to know from you, the first sounds that you heard, I know you heard three. Was it a volley? Was it boom, boom, boom? It was quite on top of each other. Boom, boom, boom. And when you heard... Did your wife come out? That's, let me first ask you that. Did your wife come out to the balcony? Initially, I think she looked out on her side of the balcony and then she came out to my side. When was that in relation to the events? When I got up, I got out, and she was looking through her window. And I heard the screaming. And I noted all the lights. And I, was, I remember talking to her, because um, I, you could actually hear her from her balcony where I was standing. So she was not with me initially when I heard the scream. She was still in the house. When I went inside again, I met her at the door. As she was coming to meet me, I was coming in. So she was not standing beside me at the railing looking out. And when you saw the person walking, how, when was that in, re, in the bathroom, that you say? Mm -hmm. When was that in relation to the screaming? Um, well, it was after the security guards arrived and, and they left. And I went back onto the balcony to watch them leave. That was when I saw the silhouette in the window. So obviously after all the screaming. Doctor, I don't want to be unfair to you. I'm just trying to find a place when you explain that. Because my note may be wrong and then I would want to see... Because I have a note that you saw a man walking, but you say you did not say that it was a person. Person. Well, maybe I would rather find that I see it is three o'clock. Could you just bear with me? Specifically, that point I've been shown where it is. Could you explain how did you, did you see this person walking? What did you see, Doctor? Uh, sorry, what did I? When you saw this person walking, what did you see? What did I see? Yes. Um, I saw an outline of a person moving from the right to the left. And the, the person's color was light in color. It was a, a lightly colored silhouette walking from the right, or moving from the right to the left. And you remember... You're telling Mr. Stander what you had heard in relation to the shots? Mr. Stander and I stood outside and we were talking. Um, the detail, I really don't recall. Can you remember that you spoke to Mr. Stander about what you had heard in relation to the shots? Um, I told him that I, we heard shots and we thought that maybe a family tragedy and that's why I came to look we will deal with that my lady is this an opportune time we will resume tomorrow at half past nine <laughs>